All right. Here we are again. Here we are again. Uh, number four. Number four. Today we're talking about the gospel. This might be the most important one, so uh, pay, pay special it, attention, yeah. and we'll, we'll try and be on our best game here. We, we will. We'll, we'll try to get, get everything included and help you think about the gospel. The gospel. So we ended last week with, uh, or the last lesson with uh, the law. And I think we ended up talking about how we, we have this law mm -hmm. that God, you know, how, how we're supposed to live. We talked about first and second uses, but then we yeah. talked about how the second use of the law points us to Jesus mm -hmm. or points us to the gospel, points us mm -hmm. to Jesus. It helps us to recognize our need <clears throat> yes. for, yeah. for Jesus. Yeah. Our need. It points us to Jesus that we need Jesus to save us. Yeah. Good news. To save us. The gospel. To save us. The gospel. So, so Pastor Eric, what, what is the gospel? I mean, we have a different, some different ways. We're going to try to explain the gospel today. So what are some different ways we use the gospel? Yeah, and that's about? the trouble, isn't it? That we do, in fact, use it in all sorts of different ways. And so it's this word that gets used all the time. We've talked about this with some of the other language that yeah. we use in the past. Like, But we use these words all the time, but do we really understand what they mean. And part of the problem is that they do mean different things. And so right. we say the gospel, like every single time when we are, are preaching, we read the gospel, the gospel, according, according to, John. to John or Mark or whoever we happen right. to be reading from. And then we read a Bible verse, right? That's yeah, the gospel. That's the, that's the gospel. And we have those four gospels. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the gospels referring to the book, but or as we talked oh. about last week, we may very well read from the Gospels, and it may be that we are, in fact, reading something that is a little more like the law. Like law, yeah. That it's helping us, telling us how we should live to be in good relationship with one another and with God. Yeah. As we talked about last week, love your neighbor as yourself is law. Yeah. You know, telling us how, do we, how we should live. And the law is a positive thing, so it's a good thing, right. but, you know, it's not the Gospel. Right, and right. so within the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the books, there is both law and, and gospel. gospel. So how, which, what else do we mean? Which, which we... gospel mean, means good news, right? So yeah, good news. that's the, def actual, the actual definition, good news. Meaning, good mm -hmm. news. So the gospel is good news. Mm -hmm. hmm. as, as you're watching, I want you to just think about what you've learned in church, what you've heard in scripture, process just a little bit about what good news is to you mm -hmm. and how that works for you. And we say the gospel is good news. And remember that we say the gospel according to Mark. So you're supposed to hear some good news. Mm -hmm. And maybe we say, can say even always and entirely good news. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not like a partial good news yeah. or mostly good news. Right. All right, you know, it's all good news. Always good news. Always good news. Good news. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So when I, when I hear the gospel, according to John, and we read a Bible verse, uh -huh. what we're really doing is we're telling a part of a story about Jesus mm -hmm. and Jesus. So we only get a part, but it's still the gospel. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's... I actually think it's hard to explain the gospel. It is hard to explain. Especially when law and gospel interact. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also because we use the word, and yeah, we use it in different ways. Sometimes it's referring to the books of the Bible. Sometimes it's, you know, referred to this other, the gospel, and it gets used in scripture itself. Yeah. There's all sorts of reference to the gospel, particularly in Paul. But then even in the way that it gets used, 
within scripture, but certainly by different pastors and different Christians, uh, it gets used in different ways. Yeah. So the, the trouble with it, if we're trying to explain it, is there isn't just a single Bible verse where it says the gospel is, or the gospel means, and then it gives you a, a nice one sentence that follows. And so we're all clear and talking about the exact same thing. Yeah, right. Clear definition. Uh-uh. That's great. Okay, so, so do you have an example of a, of a way that you've heard the gospel maybe different from your understanding or how you interacted with that? Well, I think that, you know, one way that I think people sometimes talk about the gospel is really it's, it's about heaven, right? Okay. It's about eternal life. You know, that's what it means. You said Jesus saves us. And okay, that's what that means, that we're saved for eternal life. And you know, so I get to go to heaven. That's you the get good to go to heaven. Yeah, that's the good news. That's okay, the gospel. That's Jesus good. died so that you get to I go like to that. go to heaven. And um, I believe that's part of the gospel. Okay. I, I do. I mean, and, and you and I, we have officiated funerals and been around a lot of grieving people, yeah. and we've seen the way that that good news of eternal life it it's it, it changes people. Yeah. It's it's comforting and it's hopeful. Like, and so that is absolutely okay. gospel. I get to go to heaven, but. but but, but but I would say that the gospel is more than uh, eternal life. I mean, and, and I'll say pretty pretty bluntly that if the gospel is just about the great beyonds, like, you know, I okay. don't think I would be here. You know, okay. I, I think— So it makes your life meaningful now. Yeah, it, it has some something to do <laughs> with life news. now. I mean, and, and part of that, in my mind, is, you know, the message that Jesus himself proclaimed. He went around talking about the kingdom of heaven. And— yeah. um, Yes, there, there was a promise of eternal life in Jesus' teaching, but in my understanding of, of the gospel, the kingdom of heaven was something that was here and, okay. and now and breaking in, and thus it affects our life here okay. today. Um, so I'll read something to you. Okay, okay. The gospel according to John 3.16. Okay. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. The good news. Good news. That, or, that or, sounds like good news. Right. I mean, and, and it, there's the eternal life piece there. So I think if you want to talk about popular verses, like, I mean, you see that one printed all over the place, right? John right. 3, 16. You get the football players, like yep. Tim Tebow. The, 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 uh, yeah. You know, so it's all over. Right. But you, you asked earlier about not gospel right. or different ways. Uh, I mean, I think that verse is maybe helpful in drawing some distinction because in all that talk— about John 3.16 and the preaching of the gospel. Yeah. I'm going to put some air quotes out okay, there this quotes, time. A little air, air, little air quote action. I'll have a sip of tea to prepare myself. But sometimes, as I hear it, people talking about, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that all who believed may not perish but have eternal life. Right. And the emphasis in the way that it gets talked about is on the who believed part and ultimately whether we believe or not, you know? Okay. And it's about, you know, it's, it's oftentimes talked about as like, you need to believe, you know, you need to believe or no eternal life for you. You will perish. So let's just be clear then. If that's the way that verse is heard, you have to believe or you will believe. That sounds more like law to me. You have to believe our conversation about the law was that the law tells us what we're supposed to do. Yeah. What if I have a hard time believing? Sometimes I have a hard time believing. Me too. Well, if sometimes I have a hard time believing, then that's not very good news, is it? That isn't good news. Yeah. 
in which case we might say, based upon the very definition of gospel, that it is not, in fact, gospel. Right. But could it be? I think it could be. Gosh. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that all those who believe in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. It almost sounds like there's an invitation there for me to believe. An invitation there for me to think more about who Jesus is and what he did and what he shows me about God so that I might be able to believe if I can't. Mm -hmm. That's a little different to me, actually. And I think that you use the language of invitation. And yeah. for me, the significant difference is like, who's acting? Okay, yeah. You know, if, if there's an invitation, like you're talking about, where's that coming from? Right. Outside of me. Outside else. of you. I mean, yeah. From God. From, from Jesus, God. From yeah. the scriptures. From Jesus. You know. Right. Where, wherever exactly you want to place it. Actually, this one literally from, comes from Jesus. Jesus is talking about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's literally, you know, from Jesus. And I think, you know, part of the point maybe is it, the difference is Jesus is doing that. Yeah. Jesus in, versus the emphasis being on what I do. Right. Yes. You know, that's starting to get at the experience of the gospel is when you realize that Jesus has our life, that Jesus is the one doing the saving. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes an invitation versus a law. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can go, well, I'm having a hard time believing, but mm -hmm. Jesus died for me and Jesus loves me. And, and then that can let you turn you to believe that. It's, it's yeah. almost like there's a, I don't know, like a, like a process, mm -hmm. or a movement versus just an explanation. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you don't have to understand it. Mm -hmm. To, to have it be, be I true. don't understand it. Just I don't to be either. clear. I mean, here, here we're obviously stumbling trying to come up with a clear definition of gospel. I mean, and I don't know if we're doing a good job in that regards, uh, but hmm. maybe, <laughs> maybe that's part of it, that it, we don't need to understand it, and that's not the point. Yeah, right. Maybe it's not about understanding, but realizing or living into that. I've always thought it was so amazing in scripture that that like the gospels mm -hmm. the good news in four, told in four different ways matthew mark luke and john tell us four different stories of jesus but all of them are about god thinking humanity is so important and thinking mm -hmm. that i'm so important and you're so important and he and she are so important that that jesus would take up residence and live in a body and have a body put on all his holiness mm -hmm. to show me how special I am. Yeah. And precious I am. It's all this movement of God towards us. Yeah, moving into our life versus right. us having to move towards God. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the way that I think you and I both like to talk about yeah. the gospel. Yeah. Uh, God drawing near to us. And I do think yeah. that that's maybe a helpful way to, to think about it. That it's, again, it's not about what we do. It's not about, you know, us moving to, to God. It's about God coming to to us. Uh, yeah. I remember listening to a sermon one time, and they were preaching on a text from Revelation, uh, you know, where it talks about knocking, and the whole sermon was about God's outside knocking. God's outside knocking. Are you going to let, are you going to let God in? Are you going to open up the door? Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> and I mean, it was actually a really good sermon in the sense that it, the imagery, yeah. and he was great, and he was super engaging. Let Jesus into your life. Let Jesus into your life. Yeah. I mean, and I think that there were lots of people that were inspired by that, and they probably opened that door right up. But what I walked away, and in my following conversation, I said, that's not actually my understanding of the gospel. Hmm. Okay. 
my, my image, if I'm going to work with God, Jesus, yeah. the door, me in the house, if, if that's the metaphor, my understanding of the gospel okay. is that Jesus takes on flesh, dies on a cross, and kicks the door down. <laughs> Just like he busts open the tomb, kicks the door. Yeah, down, I mean it's like comes here. In. I love you. Here I am. Nice. <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, deal with it. See, I love you. Deal with it. That's always resonated with me. I love you. Deal with it. Yeah, that's the. Gospel. But I'm not worth loving. Yeah, Why should bad. you love me? <laughs> <laughs> too bad you're mine. I'm here. I, I mean, and it's a human concept yeah. like that. I mean, I can't really say to you, no, you don't get to love me. Right. I mean, you don't. Get I could choose that. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you that right. if you, if right. like just in our yeah, relationship, yeah, yeah. if you love me, I can't say, no, you don't get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Sorry. Bad, I mean, I can try and push you away and do that in all sorts of ways. Sure, you know, right. I can, can get out of here. Yeah. Like, so there's things that I can do to try and just, but I can't actually stop you from loving me. Yeah. You can't. No. I mean, and I think that God just kind of takes that to the extremes, kicks the door down. Y you like, know, it makes me wonder why when we live in our Christian lives, we can talk about our Mostly, if you have a good father and mother, mm -hmm. we can talk about them in terms of never having to earn their love. Yeah. But when we move to God, even though Jesus calls God Father, we always have this idea that somehow we have to do something. Yeah. That we have to be something, mm -hmm. have to earn this, have to act a certain way. And that's not how a father or mother to child relationship actually works. Yeah. My children can't lose my love. Mm -hmm. I mean, disappointment or all that stuff's all part of that real relationship. But yeah. The good news for them is that I'm going to do everything I can to save their life mm -hmm. and preserve them and love them and mm -hmm. take care of them. And that's just how love works. Yeah. And I wonder why we do something different with God. Cause we always want to make that good news. The law. Yeah. Believe for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that all those who believe in him may have mm -hmm. eternal life. And mm -hmm. then we want to think of, well, I guess I have to believe when we make it a law mm -hmm. versus listening to the rest of it that says, God loved me so much that, he died for me. Yeah. That he came into the world. And all of a sudden we, it gets lost then when you make it a law. Right. I mean, God, Jesus died on the cross to show me that God's heart is so big that he'll never let death win in my life. Mm -hmm. And I get to have new life because he has new life. Yeah. And, and somehow we want to wreck that all the time. The good news is, is like you said, I think God moves into our life. Mm -hmm. The good news is there's nothing we can do to earn God's love. Mm-hmm. The counter is there's nothing we can do to lose God's love. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Uh, I mean, a preacher friend of mine used to like saying, there is nothing that you can do to make God love you any less. Yeah. And there's also nothing that you can do to make God love you any more. Any more, sure. Because it's, God's love is not about what we do one way or the other. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that we can do to earn a little more of God's love. And there's nothing that we can do that's so terrible that God's going to stop loving us. Because it's just all about God and what God has done as opposed to what we're doing right? or might do or haven't done. And I think that's the fundamental distinction that we're trying to make here. The, the gospel is about what God has done. And as yeah. soon as we turn it back to what we can do or have done or should do, now we're back into the law. Right. Even our response would, and I know we talk about that a lot, even in our sermons. You might notice in sermons when we preach, there may be some call to act or some justice thing or some, we yeah. should do this. We should love our neighbor, all of those things, but that's always law. That's always responding mm -hmm. to God's ultimate love for us. And it's easy to get them confused mm -hmm. too. Yeah. 
And, yeah. and that's just part of being human, I think. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, like when I look at the, per like Jesus, right? God took on human form to show me that I actually have all of God. Mm -hmm. I have all of God's attention, all of God's presence, all of God's life. And then we say like, like, for while we were yet still sinners, God died for us. That kind of a Bible verse shows us what we're trying to get at. It's, mm -hmm. it's not something we do or earn or, but it's something God does for us mm -hmm. before we have any idea of deserving it or, or whatever. And actually that's, that's helpful to me because I think one of the things that we're afraid of as people is somehow that we have fear that we're going to be condemned or that we have mm -hmm. fear that we're going to be judged. And that's actually true mm -hmm. in terms of God's going to look at us and be able to say, Oh, well, geez, <laughs> you yeah. know, you're not quite, you're not quite everything you could have been. Yeah. But we also know when he sees us, God sees Jesus, mm -hmm. God sees a beloved child. Yeah. So we know the answer to the question. We're going to be judged and given all of God's love. Mm -hmm. And at that point, then we can go, Oh, I, okay. Well, that's good news mm -hmm. to me. Like, oh, cool. I'm going to have all of God's love. Yeah. It yeah. almost makes me want to serve God more. Yeah. And that's the question. It's like, all right, so this is the, the reality. I, I like my image. So Jesus kicks the door down. It's now, you know, sitting right here with us. He's in your house, buddy. <laughs> what do we do about that? Yeah. What does that mean for us? Should it, does it, does it change anything at all that God's sitting in my living room with me now? Yeah. I mean, I would think so. Right. I, I would think that the idea is that, yeah, it probably should change something that the world is reconciled with, with God through Christ. Right. Um, you know, and so wait, I somehow— Say that again. So this is, this is church language and language you yeah, should know, yeah, but yeah. say it again. I said that the, the world. world is reconciled with God through Christ. So the world is made right. The world God. is made right. If okay. we, you know, reconcile, there's something that's broken or that's distanced, okay. that apart, something that is keeping our relationship with God from, from being whole. Okay. And reconciled is for it to be made whole. Okay. To be made right. And my understanding of the gospel, that that's not even just a me personal thing. That's not just a humanity thing. That is an all of creation thing yeah. through Jesus is made right with God. Okay. Um, and is being made right yeah. with, with God. That that's, a, that's an ongoing process um, that's yeah. sort of both, both completed and continuing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I like the, the reconciling language, but it is a little bit uh, churchy, right? And sometimes well, and, we, we it's important to know. It's important to know the, the religious, we call it theological language, like understanding God language. It's important mm -hmm. to know that and be able to speak that language, I mm -hmm. think, and understand it. But ultimately, I think we need, to, it's, it's about understanding and believing and, and thinking and just being aware that's, that something happens. Mm -hmm. That this is about a, a heart activity and a spiritual activity versus just head knowledge, mm -hmm. which is kind of why we live in this place where we're coming to people and we're asking you to prepare to affirm your baptism, mm -hmm. to, to say yes to the idea that, not just the idea, but the whole mm -hmm. energy and process that God's active in your life. Because mm -hmm. it just strikes me that... like. We brought all these books up here for a reason, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like we have we have our Bibles. We got these books. Like we got this book is the Lutheran, Lutheran Handbook. <laughs> this is a 
not so theological or not so stuffy dictionary of theological terms. We got our hymnal here with all our creed and some scripture in it and yep. songs. We got the book of Concord, which explains everything that we believe as Lutherans. Lutheran. It's all there. Yep. But it's all explaining a concept. Right. It's all explaining like what we think. Mm-hmm. But we're not actually, when we say gospel, the good news, we're not actually talking about a concept, are we? What right. are we really ta- it's, I mean, it's are we not, talking about? It's not a concept so much that, that we can accept or, you know, just, just, I mean, and that's part of why I think we've changed our approach a little bit here in yeah. terms of, you know, how we're going through this process of preparing or exploring baptism and kind of some of this confirmation stuff, that it's not just about having the right knowledge or the right understanding, you know, what's up in our head, because the gospel, as we've talked about, is not something that we can narrow down to a single definition, because fundamentally it is not a concept, but a person. It's a, a man. It's yeah. a man. Maybe that's why we're having such a hard time maybe explaining exactly what it is because mm-hmm. the good news is a man. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's God who's a person mm-hmm. who loves us and who we can actually you, you know, touch and who gives us promises and who gives us things that are real. Yeah. We talk about bread and wine, but like the body and blood of Christ. We'll talk about that later, but we're, we're asking you to affirm your baptism, which is part of the promise that the man gives us. So mm-hmm. it's ultimately talking about a, a person that we're in relationship with. Yeah. And you can't really define a relationship. Right, right. And I like what you said. We, we don't get to, dis- you don't get to decide if I love you or not. Yeah. I just choose to do that. Mm-hmm. And God says, I choose to love you. Yeah. Deal, with, deal with it. Right. I mean, we get to choose how to respond to yeah. that, right? Sure. I, I can choose to get far away from you or, you know, we yeah. can sit here and talk about gospel. Right. Um, that's my choice. Uh, but yeah, it's fundamentally love is God's choice. And I don't know that there is that much that we can do about what so, God so has that, done for us. Yeah. So that's interesting because then if we can't choose that, it doesn't even matter how we feel about it necessarily. Yeah. It doesn't change, change the, fact, their, yeah. the objective reality. Right. I mean, and I would say it's an objective reality about sort of what God, you know, sort of has feelings for us. But it's also like a historical yeah. reality. It is something that God has done. You know, yeah. Jesus acted in history in a particular time and, and place in human human flesh. I mean, in that sense, it is the type of thing that has been done in a very historical sense. Right. You know, it's a historical fact, and I can't change historical fact either. <laughs> you know, so I'm there, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's done. Sorry. What we're talking about, though, Jesus as a person who did something is fundamental to how we not only talk about, but teach and enter baptism. Because mm-hmm. we, as Lutherans, believe that Anybody gets to come and be baptized. Right. We make we baptize babies and infants yeah. as a, a proclamation of the promise that this is God's work for us. So mm-hmm. essentially, for those of you that were baptized as infants, awesome. For those of you that were baptized as adults and made that choice, actually, we say awesome. Yeah. What we're really saying is in this physical water and word, God's saying, I love you. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. <laughs> I love right? you. Deal with it. And I get to say that to you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Does, I don't know if God loves me. I did this. Well, God yes. does. Were yes, you God does. does. Deal with yes. it. Yeah. 
I don't feel like it. I don't. No? Doesn't matter. He loves you. I he did something terrible. Well, God well, still loves you. God still loves you. Promised you. God doesn't break God's promises. Mm-hmm. That becomes good news then, because yeah. you get to interact with God and say, "Lord, how can you possibly love me? I don't know. I just do, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't feel like it." Yeah, but well, you do. Yeah. So that's a beautiful process to me mm-hmm. that we get to live there as Lutherans and affirm that in our lives every mm-hmm. day. And that's and how we do talk hard. about it, about an everyday yeah. type of way of affirming our baptism, because it is. Every time that I question whether God loves me, every time I question whether I'm good enough, I can go back to my baptism, and it's affirming my baptism to say, yes, God does love me. Gosh, that was a terrible thing that I did, but yes, yeah. God loves me. That's affirming my baptism. Right. There's right. never an end to that, right? I'm going to do something lousy tomorrow, too, right. and it's going to need to start all over again. Yes, God, God loves me. <laughs> you, and, and you never get to decide that. He just promises that. And mm-hmm. we see that, that new life. You always get new life. Yeah. Life and love get to win the day for you mm-hmm. and for me and for you. Uh, and we just get to tell people about that and mm-hmm. live into it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the gospel sort of, is Jesus. The gospel is, is Jesus. You know, get to go back to the children. Jesus loves you. I mean, it's not that much right. more complicated than, than that. You know, we can talk around in circles. I mean, and we make it complicated. Yeah. But it really is that simple. Jesus loves you. Uh, and then we start making it complicated. Anytime you go much further than that and say, Jesus loves you but. if, or Jesus loves some of you, then we've moved outside of the gospel. Right. For God so loved the world. Yeah, okay. it, that, that's it. The, right. the, the world. I mean, and I think that that's ultimately what we hope the takeaway is that the gospel is fundamentally about what God has done. Um, and any, as soon as we introduce anything that okay. we are supposed to do, then we've moved into the law. And that's important. You yeah, know, right. that God has entered into our presence and that should change anything. And so it's worth asking and having the conversation, yeah. how does it change things? How should I live differently because of what God has done? Right. But that is, yeah, go ahead. That is a conversation about the law, not about the gospel. The gospel is what God has done for us. Yep. So we really hope that we've given you uh, enough to think about and ponder in terms of law and gospel and that it's a person and how that works for you and how he works for you. Um, Think about that, interact with that, uh, ponder it, because we're going to talk more about Lutheran living and Mm -hmm. some other things, uh, sacraments and things as well, to figure out how that plays out in our life. But um, I think we're good. Yeah, so that's uh, Lutheran living. We'll we'll bring Martin Luther with us uh, for for our next lesson as we kind of delve into some of the specifics. And I think we'll reinforce uh, some of the stuff we've already talked about because it's very much grounded in our— our, our Lutheran theology, but that's that's where we're going next here. But we'll keep uh, talking about Jesus until then. I hope you enjoyed the lesson, and next time. <laughs>